0: Frank's Red Hot is the perfect blend of flavor and heat. So you can use an
1: entire bottle to make recipes like buffalo chicken dip or buffalo nachos, or even things that don't start with buffalo. Frank's Red Hot, I put that on everything. Craig, football is almost back. It feels
0: like WSU hasn't played a football game in months, and maybe because it hasn't played a good football game in months. <laughs> I don't know.
1: You know, that's probably part of it. It probably has at least a little something to do with the fact that the last two games were so <laughs> shitty.
0: Yeah, I think so. Um, I'm ready for a good game. Um, so Me So hopefully, hopefully a bye week, a coaching change gets us going. and uh, Yeah. Let's get this going. This is Podcast versus Everyone, uh, Arizona State Preview Edition. I'm Craig Powers with me as always is Jeff Nusser. How are you doing today, Jeff?
1: Good, I'm having a beer. So, you know, it can't be bad.
0: I'm also having a beer, but we don't talk about our beers on this one. That's right. We just drink this them a, in It's a secret. no beer
1: zone except for the talking or except mm-hmm. for the drinking, I mean.
0: Well, yeah, I got a drinking podcast. That's the best way. Yeah.
1: It's it's pretty much it's like, you know, we we're, we're recording milk or we're we're recording this butter on and Jelly.
0: Yeah, we're recording this on Thursday night. Thursday Thursday. So,
1: yeah, there we go. That's what that's what I'm saying.
0: All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into it. Um, we typically start with the opposing team's offense. So, Jeff, uh, what has you worried about the Arizona State offense?
1: Uh, that our defense is so bad that it doesn't matter that Arizona State's offense is also bad. <laughs> Yes, and <laughs> that's what has me worried. That that's legitimately the only thing that has me worried. I'm not I'm not afraid of Arizona State's freshman quarterback. Um I'm not even that afraid of, you know, Benjamin just because uh he's not been all that effective this year. Like like nothing really scares me except for the idea that the defense is actually as bad as it's been, and it's not going to get any better with Clay's gone and, and all the personnel changes. That 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 part actually terrifies me.
0: Yeah, we saw um, uh, Arizona State against Colorado. Their offense was able to move the ball 31 points against them, even though uh, could be just because Colorado's defense is so bad. Ranked um, even worse than ours. Ranked even worse than ours, which, hey, a glimmer hey. of hope there.
1: You know, and Mel Tucker's a defensive coach. What's up with that crap?
0: Yeah, come on, Mel. Anyway,
1: but uh, we'll talk about
0: o- Mel next week. Yeah, their offense is humming, but whatever. Um, but yeah, so, uh, yeah, you mentioned Benjamin. Uh, he's averaging three point seven yards a carry after averaging five point five. I know they lost some guys on the offensive line, but it's and that's clearly had an effect. And yeah, uh,
1: they, yeah. they're not they're just not opening the the same kinds of holes that they were. Um, And then you also kind of wonder, I mean, he was, and not that anybody's really talked about this. I mean, I I might just be, you know, talking out of my rear end, but I mean, he was such a workhorse last year, you know, like he piled up those yards, you know, 1600 and some yards program record. Um, Yes, he was, he was going for, you know, five and a half yards a pop, but, but, you know, I mean, five and a half yards of pop isn't like the most explosive, you know, average you'll ever see. I mean, sometimes you'll see guys that'll pop off, you know, six plus, um, you know, they were really giving him the ball a ton. And so you start to wonder, you know, is, it, you know, is there maybe some residual there from all the work and they're still handing it to him a ton now. And anyway, I just, you know, there, there's some thought there that, you know, it's uh you know, it's a different year and obviously there's, there's still some talent there with him, but, um, you know, obviously it hasn't clicked for whatever reason this year.
0: Yeah, their rushing attack has been pretty bad overall, and they do use it quite a bit on first down. Um, I, I saw I, I with not counting sacks, and I couldn't figure out how to suss out the sacks just on first down without digging deep into... Deep into play by play data. Yeah. But um with the sacks, they had rushed eighty seven times on first down, and I think they had just thrown about fifty-three times. So they are a first down rushing attack for sure. And that and that's either with uh, with uh, the quarterback Jaden Daniels or or um or you know Benjamin primarily. Um not a lot of other guys touch the ball in the running game for them. It's mostly those two. Um, they've gotten about uh, uh, roughly eighty percent of the runs, I think, or eighty-five percent of the runs. So um, they're going to be touching the ball a lot. They, they, and they really, um, to throw some stats on it, uh, they are a hundred fourteenth in rushing success rate. Um, that's out of uh, what one hundred thirty. That's yeah, pretty, which is bad. wildly
1: terrible for a team that runs it as much as they do.
0: Yeah, they run the ball. Forty eighth most percentage wise, which was I thought it was going to be much higher than that, honestly. Um, so that's not that bad. They're throwing the ball a little bit more than you would think, given when you watch their games. It just kind of feels they're they're always bleeding the clock though. Um, fifty nine possessions in five fifty nine total offensive possessions in five games is not not a lot. Um, just raw numbers. They were one hundred eleventh most possessions. Obviously some teams have played 6 games, some teams have played 5 like Arizona State and right. WSU. So that that drops them down, but still uh, they're they're definitely towards the bottom in in number of possessions. Utah was actually at 52, so and WSU had a whopping nine possessions in that game. So right. um, that's the type of impact a team that slows the ball, slows the game down can do, um, which honestly just, I'm sure the WSU defense is more than happy to do that. <laughs> but yeah so, yeah, so so Arizona State, not very good on early downs. Not very, like they they're, they they uh, they get stuffed on runs quite a lot. Uh, 101st worst stuff rate against in the nation. Yeah. Um, WSU has actually been pretty good on downs when they know uh, teams are going to run. Like they, on uh, obvious running, like on, on short yardage situations, WSU is pretty good. Uh, but what WSU isn't good in and what we saw them get shredded on in, against Utah is that third down and long. Like, yep. and, and, and this is what terrifies me is that Arizona State, the one good thing their offense does is passing downs. That's the only yeah. good thing they're good at.
1: Which is completely wild for a team that, you know, is, you know, Herm Edwards was a uh, an NFL coach, defensive-minded guy. He was a defensive back. And so obviously he's got that defensive coach philosophy. We're going we're gonna to run the ball. We're going to grind him down. We're going to whatever. And it's so obvious from looking at their stats that they are so much better throwing the ball than they are running the ball. Um, and, and obviously the, the, you know, everlasting debate is, you know, are they able to, th- you know, throw because they try to run so much and, uh, you know, the, the new age analytic guys will tell you that that's a bunch of baloney that, that they don't really correlate, but coaches believe it, they do and so i guess i guess good you know i mean good good that herm edwards wants to run run pass run run pass run run pass all day. yeah yeah but like so. the, the
0: where that kind of falls is expected passing down so it, it doesn't matter if you're running the ball a lot um they're they're just it it when when they expect you to run pass like when it's third and 12 third and eight Like it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if you're if 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 you're been running the first two downs. Um. So yeah. So WSU, the reason we're worried, uh, they're uh they're uh, pretty dang bad on passing downs, and uh, Daniels is averaging thirteen one yards per attempt on third and four or greater, which is pretty good. Yeah. Um, and half of his passes have went for at least 15 yards on third and four or greater. So, yeah. And WSU, um, not so good. Not so good against pass downs. Not so good. Um, we're really bad against UCLA. We're pretty bad against Houston, at least in the first half on passing downs. We're pretty bad ag- and just plain awful on passing downs against Utah. So, yeah. I fully expect um sorry i'm getting some dings i it's really annoying um i gotta meet my uh my, my uh, things there um but yeah we're, i expect to um i fully expect to get arizona state in some third and longs and you're going to get all excited, and you're going to feel like the defense is doing well. But man, yeah. you got to wait and see what happens yeah. on that third and long because it's been real bad all year. And I don't, and I don't think one week of practicing in some new or or maybe old positions for some guys will suddenly fix everything uh, yeah. on third and long.
1: Yeah, I, I, I think that people should go ahead and get their uh, running quarterback tweets and comments all queued up and ready to go. WSU struggles with a running quarterback is probably going to pop up a couple of times in this one.
0: Yeah, I definitely expect uh, not only Daniels to hit some plays with his arm. But also uh, make a few plays with his feet. Yeah. He does run the ball quite a bit. Yeah.
1: This is a guy who was a uh, he was a four star, borderline five star kid, number two dual threat quarterback in the country. Like, like he can legit run, and there will be some moments where he probably scrambles uh, for some first downs and really pisses us all off.
0: Yep, and so and that's probably that's that helps them kind of stay in this field position and clock management which is yep. uh, kind of what herm edwards offense is kind of feeding into his defense and and that's that's what they're doing and they have they have some uh, uh like i think their best receiver right now is, is a, a juco transfer brandon ayuk i don't know how to say it but he's also yeah, there. i think that's right um he seems to be a pretty good punt and kick returner Um, so that could be coming to play. Although WSU's, well, they've, they've had some issues in certain games and against that. Um, so yeah, but he really doesn't spread the ball around much about four different guys catch 75% of the balls. So it's not like Utah, Utah was spraying the ball around quite a bit and it's not like WSU does. Um, so yeah, really, you know, it comes down to, um, are, are they going to like, I I have a hard time believing they're going to suddenly be really bad at on On passing downs and w s u is going to suddenly be much better on passing downs like if, that's yeah. hard for me to believe
1: yeah i i you know i do think we could i i think there's a chance we could be much better on passing downs and and it stems from getting Daniel isom back into a cornerback spot. Yeah. And then getting Skylar Thomas not necessarily into the safety spot but out of the nickel spot. Absolutely. Where it, so I don't know how much of an upgrade he'll be at safety over over Isom. Um and I, you know one thing that's also worth noting he is playing now his third different position in the last year because he was the free safety, free safety last year. Free yeah. safety. And then he goes to Nickel, and now he's a strong safety. So, you know, in theory, strong safety maybe plays to his skill set. Leach talked about that, said that, you know, maybe he's a guy who's better, you know, kind of getting a downhill, you know, head of steam. Well, yeah, because they,
0: they moved him to Nickel, yeah. and it would seem that like they thought he had the, like, there's a the skill sets that kind of can be mirrored there. Right. Um yeah. So the idea is, you know,
1: sure, tackler, you can attack, you can blitz, things well, like that. Sure, Rush tackler. Passer, in theory, right? Like, that's the, that's the idea. That's the skill set they thought he had. Um, and so obviously it just, it, it wasn't working out. And so, you know, you put him in strong safety, which is, you know, typically a bit closer to the line of scrimmage than free safety and kind of let him go from there. You know, I never thought he was that strong at free safety last year either. No. Um, I heard, you know, thoughts from coaches that were like, no, we actually kind of, we actually liked what he did. And I was like, okay, maybe I just don't know anything. That's fine. Which is, you know, of course entirely possible. So, you know, he didn't look that strong to me, but you know, whatever, here's to hoping maybe the strong safety move puts him in a position that kind of maybe is a little bit of a happy medium where um, he's maybe not as stuck in coverage as as he might have been as a free safety um, he's a little bit closer to the line of scrimmage maybe take advantage of some of his aggressiveness mm-hmm. um, but you're also moving him out of that nickel position where he just struggled mightily both to uh, get in on tackles and cover guys so one thing that's interesting is okay so pat nunn is moving into that spot um, you know, and, and I wonder a little bit if the coaches were sort of looking at the same thing you were, which is these sort of the the run pass splits that they had the way that they tend to, you know, really run, run, pass, you know, it's, right. it's, it's running, running, and then, you know, passing down. And it's like, um, and obviously not every <laughs> series is run, run, pass, but um, yeah, they this are very, is not the
0: Seahawks we're talking yeah, about. Yeah,
1: No, we're not talking about Brian Schottenheimer here, but um, no, I mean, it's, they're just, you know, they're, they're going to try and run early and they're going to pass when they have to. Right, and so when you've got a team like that, maybe there's a little bit of an advantage you have there um, in, in terms of platooning. And so, you know, you got Pat Nunn, who's six four two ten, which is the biggest guy we will have had at that nickel position, maybe ever. Like I'm, I, I can't recall. I know that our, you know, our last two were Hunter Dale and Shalom Luwani, who were. You know, six feet tall and two hundred ish pounds. So right, um, so much smaller. So I it's wonder. Got to be the
0: biggest. One.
1: I think so. So I wonder if you know. There's this idea that okay, none is kind of your hammer on the running downs, and then sort of an overlooked part of the updated depth chart was you know Armani Marsh moving to nickel. Now Armani Marsh started the first game of the year at corner, and so and he's a former walk on from Spokane, and so. You know, I, I wonder if him moving to nickel is a, a a platoon situation where he's maybe the the cover nickel in obvious passing situations, given that. ASU tends to get themselves into obvious passing situations, and if that's the case, and he can at least be, you know, sort of serviceable in that role because he's pretty small compared to most of the vehicles right. we've had. He, he's definitely a cover guy um, if he's playing in that spot. so well, Skylar Thomas yeah,
0: was also pretty small, compared yeah, but to the other guys, but not had. as small, not yeah. as
1: small as Armani Marsh. So, um, so I do wonder a little bit, like if that's if that's the idea going into it. it's going to be going to be very interesting to see. I I don't think it would take much for the past defense to vastly improve like they were so bad right like they were so terrible that if they're even just marginally better that's a pretty significant improvement well
0: i think you're gonna see dallas hobbs get more time at nose tackle obviously yep. and he's been the most effective yep. nose tackle that wsu has had so p- potentially You see on third down, uh, maybe some more push, a little more pressure on the quarterback. Yep. Um, Maybe you know freeing up the ends to get after them. Although you know it seems like the ends haven't, they they, they've gotten some pressure and just missed tackles. You know that's it. Just you hope they can improve there in some way. Um, But it's it's we're deep enough into the season that you're kind of wondering maybe not. But um, yeah, so uh, yeah, that's the I you know. I I I'm sure that Arizona State's gonna going they average twenty two points a game. I am sure that they're gonna go over that. Like I I am pretty confident. Yeah, that's that they're pretty gonna good get guess. more than twenty two <laughs> points a game. So, um, yeah. well, what you can put the barometer as, uh, I think Colorado's defense is ranked somewhere in the one tens on SP Plus. Yeah, uh, and WSU's is eighty something. So if if, if WSU's is a little bit better than Colorado who has a Wolfian defense I that they, uh, or, uh, for them, it'd be embryon defense. Um, yeah, yeah they have, the, they have their own guy. Um, yeah. they just got rid of him faster, but anyway, so, uh, uh, yeah. So if, if you're looking at that, maybe they can improve on that. um, but then, then you start talking yourself into man. They could really win this game, so we should probably maybe <laughs> take a break and then and then talk about yeah. uh, what 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 we think the offense can do. Sounds good.
1: And we're back.
0: We're back. Good we're ad back. again. Hopefully it wasn't yeah. too loud. Hopefully it was that Ninja Warrior one. So it was only nine that's seconds a long. That's a, that's a real good one. I like that. Um, um you you probably had to you probably hit the plus plus thirty and then you had to skip back. You to or go. you just went, screw it, I don't want to listen to these guys. <laughs> um but yeah, so yeah, you know. so uh the off, our our WSU offense, once yeah. again, um we uh we we kind of uh lost some of the shine off against Utah. Yeah. Um no more guaranteed you know, four hundred yard passing games and five touchdowns anymore. Uh-huh. Um, so, if any, so if if, if you're worried, um, Utah's defense is ranked, I believe, twenty ninth in SP Plus, and yep. Arizona State's is thirteenth. So, um, if 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 those if those numbers are true, uh, WSU is playing an even better defense than the one that shut them down last week and yeah. that's
1: that's a little scary it's man It's a little scary.
0: Yeah. So I think this is, you know, if it's 2 weeks in a row where they get shut down, then maybe those people who are like this could be like 2011 <laughs> might might have have be a little louder. Um but uh, there's I just I just, I don't feel like it's going to be like that, man. I just I I I think that they They have something more in them.
1: Yeah. I, you know, I, I think one thing we saw with Utah is, and I think, you know, after eight years of of the air raid, what we realize is that there is, there are certain sets of personnel that really give it trouble, at least our version of the air raid. Um, and you know, it's mostly just been Washington that's been able to do that to us. Um, hasn't really been too many other teams, but uh, you know, Utah was able to kind of do the same thing where you're able to get pressure with, uh, with four or you're able to have, you're able to rush three drop eight and cover long enough that, you know, four seconds later you can get home with three. Right. And so, and you've got corners who are physical and linebackers who are rangy and that's kind of what Utah had that UW seems to have every year that gives us so much trouble. So um, the question is whether Arizona State has that. And I'm going to be honest; I meant to sit down and watch an Arizona State game or two um, over the last couple of days, and that just did not happen. So you know, I'll leave it to someone who maybe has watched them a little more than I have. But I don't. I don't get the impression that it's the same kind of deal. They don't. Um, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think they sacked the QB a lot.
0: No, um, and really, yeah, So they've they've played some really really bad offenses, right? Um, they so Michigan State's kind of average. Cal is really bad. Sacramento State obviously is really and bad. Cal
1: they played they played a backup quarterback too in that one. So yeah, not just Cal's yeah, it regular wasn't just, not great offense. Yeah. but like Cal's not great offense with a worse quarterback.
0: Yep, and then and then they also. Um, uh, who else do they play at <laughs> the, Sacramento State uh, Sac- and Kent State? And Kent State, all 100 plus or FCS. Michigan State average. I mean, obviously, they did well against them, uh,
1: threw for almost 300 yards. Yeah, but, uh, but gained 400 yards and somehow only scored seven, seven points. points. Um, <laughs> no idea. They must have turned it over a bunch. I haven't yeah. looked at it, but, but uh, but yeah, but
0: uh. Colorado was the closest. The only good offense that they've played and Colorado did really well. Yeah, against almost them.
1: seven yards of play.
0: Yeah, almost seven yards of play when they're given up four and a half. The re- like including Colorado's numbers overall the whole season they're roughly around four and a half, and then Colorado's at seven. So um, that's that's kind of the one thing that. So you know, ASU is one thing you might get you scared. They have twenty fourth best. Pat against the pass and success rate, and WSU is fourth best passing and success rate, which means you're gaining enough yards to stay on schedule. Basically, right. um, WSU is always very, very, very highly rated in that, <laughs> um, um, and especially this year. But but then you then you look at it and it's like what good passing offenses have they played, you know? right? Um, so it's, it's, and which is maybe Colorado and that's it. Colorado without and all. So, right. so yeah. So it, the, that's, that's the thing is they, the, and it's kind of, but one thing I wrote in my preview is like, it's kind of WSU's offense has been gangbusters except when they played Utah, which is the best defense that they've played against. Arizona's defense has been pretty stingy. Arizona State's defense has been pretty stingy, except when they played Colorado, which is the best offense that they've played. So you and I both know this, that when really good one side plays really good other side, they both kind of even each other out quite a bit. That's typically what happens. You know, it's sometimes sometimes just based on kind of randomness one can just have a really good game but typically uh, they kind of even each other out and 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 the offense looks worse and the defense looks worse so um i don't you know it's i don't even know if that's if that's happening here but um i i kind of have a feeling that's that's what it's going to look like um i i am very curious about Arizona State's run defense it's got some really weird sort of uh peripheral numbers um they don't stuff the ball very much, which is no gain or worse. Um, but they do do very well in limiting big runs and they do pretty well in limiting successful runs, you know, once again, staying on schedule. Um, but the thing is like, I don't know how many of their running backs they played against or as shifty and hard to tackle as Max Borgie and as fast as Max Borgie. Um, I'd argue probably none. Yeah, probably none. Um, so it, it, just given that, He's not going to get stuffed at the line probably. So if Max has a head of steam going, he's very tough to get down. Uh, probably worth exploring if you're. Obviously, they're going to run the ball a little bit, but let's see early on if he can if he can get some push. That might be worth exploring because um, I just you know I Max is a lot better than I'm just going to assume whoever Kent State and Sacramento State have. It's and I definitely I definitely know he's better than anything Colorado or Cal have. So, yeah. and maybe not, or Michigan State, um, I can't remember who the running back is at the moment, but, um, but yeah, not so, Max Borgie, that's not for Max sure. Borgie. We are not biased in any way. Max yeah. Borgie is the best. So yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting to see, um, how that, how that works. Um, that's, that, that'll be interesting. Obviously they're not going to run the ball that much, so. Um, we can. We shouldn't fret too much about that. But, you
1: know, uh, though, I, I am curious. I, I do, I don't know. Like, ultimately, um, Anthony Gordon is the guy who decides how much Max Borgie gets the ball, right? Right. And he did something at the end of last game that I don't recall any quarterback doing over the last eight years. And that is saying after the game, we needed to get the ball to the running back more. Yeah, and I, I again, maybe it has happened. I don't know. I don't recall it, but I certainly don't recall, you know, Luke Falk saying, "Man, I really screwed up. We need to get the ball more to Jamal Morrow or Gerard Wicks or, you know, Booby or whatever." Uh, Minshew certainly never said that last year. Connor Halliday definitely never said that about <laughs> running back so sorry Connor if you're listening it's that's just a joke um but you know what I mean I mean it's like that's that's not something we've heard and so I'm, I am curious um whether you know Gordon sort of falls into what quarterbacks always do which is they say that and then they just keep throwing the ball or if he legitimately you know, maybe when faced with, eh, could I hand it off or not hand it off? Maybe at least early on, um, maybe leans and says, uh, you know, let's let's give him a handoff here. You know, let's see let's see what we got. I mean, you know, sometimes it's obvious you, you know you got to throw the ball. Um, sometimes it's obviously got to run the ball, and then a lot of right. these defenses are designed to kind of make the quarterback not really sure whether there's actually six guys in the box or whether there's only five. And, you know, people always talk about the drop eight. Oh, you got to run the ball if they're dropping eight. They're not dropping eight before the snap. They're dropping eight when it's snapped, you know? So it's like, it's all about what it looks like before it's snapped. And, you know, it's pretty tough to tell when, you know, everybody's bailing except for three linemen, you know, before the snap. So I am curious to see if Gordon maybe. Uh, decides that you know what I'm gonna we're gonna hand the ball off a little more, or if Leach decides as well. I, you know again I, I have a hard time believing Mike Leach is gonna you know call more runs and say you know run the ball. Um, that's just not really his style, and and ultimately it's up to Gordon. Um, but you know, or Booby isn't it? Yeah. Or the the thing with Gordon is that though, like if if he's if he's leaning toward the run and it's not working, Leach will definitely give him an earful when he comes to the sidelines.
0: Oh yeah, absolutely.
1: Going to be interesting. Definitely going to be interesting. I mean, the bye week gives you all kinds of opportunities to overthink all kinds of stuff, and this is one of those things that I have definitely overthought.
0: Well, definitely, and but I do um, I like to now look at the bright side. Ooh. Um, Ooh, the Sun Devils. We we alluded to the fact that they don't sack the quarterback much, right? 106th, only two a game. Hundred and sixth in havoc rate,
1: which is wild for a defense that's as good as they are.
0: Yeah, they like that's they, the first thing so, that stuck out. So, to. havoc rate is tackles for loss per play, essentially.
1: So, well, so, it also also includes passes defense, Pass defenses, of and course. interceptions and fumbles, fumbles forced, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So anything that you know, obviously the offense would would be considered a negative play for the offense,
0: right? Disruption. Um, so yeah, so but they're 106 in that. So they and and that includes they they only they have ten sacks on the air. and like I said, nine of them came against some pretty bad um, offenses. Yep. Uh, so it's yeah. So it's that that's good. So um, Gordon, while only getting sacked once against Utah, was bothered quite a bit. Um, with because Utah probably has the best defensive line in the conference. Um,
1: yep, I think that's fair.
0: And and ASU obviously very clearly does not have the same sort of penetrating uh, offensive line or defensive line that that uh, that, that um, Utah does. Uh, at the at the same time, uh, Arizona State's not been that good, um, limiting big plays in the passing game. So. What you're looking at here is if WSU can stay on schedule a little bit, there might be some big plays in the passing game to be had. Given the yep. talent that they have on the, on the back uh, in the receivers and Anthony Gordon's kind of tendency to look for those big plays, uh, there there could be some big plays, and that would be huge for WSU in this game to get some quick strikes and and just especially early. And kind of, and I, I think getting up on Arizona State would be huge, and forcing them to be uncomfortable and not play this grind the clock, control the clock game.
1: Yep, and every other team they've played has been a run to pass team, except for maybe Michigan. I mean, Sacramento State, whatever. It, it we'll just throw that one out. But you know, Kent State, Michigan State, Colorado, California, um, all of those teams skewed towards run first pass second, except for Michigan state threw the ball 39 times, you know, we'll probably have 39 throws by the end of the third quarter. If everything's going according to plan. Right? right. So, um, you know, where Arizona state's defense really is good at keeping teams behind schedule. And I think that's probably where, you know, the SP plus ranking comes from because it does sort of weight efficiency pretty heavily. That success rate. Yep. Um, you know, they haven't really faced a team that passes to stay ahead of the chains like we do. And so that's the part that's going to be like, okay, you know, can WSU stay ahead of the chains, throwing the ball the way they normally do Um, these other teams, you know, getting themselves into passing situations and then having success, you know, California had 26 pass attempts. Colorado had 30, Colorado had 337 yards on 30 pass attempts, which is sort of bonkers. Um, so WSU is going to be kind of flipping the script on that, right. Trying to stay ahead of the chains by throwing it, you know, Arizona state definitely going to be interesting. And then the other thing is, you know, I mean, Herm Edwards hasn't seen an air raid yet, you know, right. he hasn't played it since he's been there. So, you know, I, I'm not that familiar with their defensive coordinator. Um, I'm sure Brian Anderson uh, can talk about that if he ends up doing a, uh, doing a pre-snap read, but, um, you know this this could be a bit of a new beast they haven't you know the arizona state hasn't seen us in in a couple of years and so there's really i don't i'm pretty sure nobody left there um who was on the roster the last time we played them and and i think that could be an advantage
0: yeah definitely uh, that's that's a very good point i um maybe let's uh let's get into the to the what i've really, really been struggling with is <laughs> the the prediction, the prediction. <laughs> Yeah, you go first.
1: Uh, okay, so I did a I did a Q and A with our our uh, brethren and sistren over at House of Sparky the uh, the the SB Nation site over Arizona State, and of course they asked for a prediction at the end, and I said I think I'm trying to remember what I said. I think I said something like 35 31 Arizona State. I think is what I said. Um, and so it's 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 hard for me to go away from that, but. Here's here's the thing that's been kicking around in my head, and and I've been, you know, I I've been trying to find time to write about this because I want to get it down on paper or virtual paper, as it were, and but I haven't had the time, and so I'm going to see if I can find some time tomorrow because I don't have school tomorrow. But there's just this idea in my head that you know, I mean, we haven't lost three straight games in the regular season since 2014, and we certainly haven't had you know, three turd performances in the regular season since 2014. I mean, it just hasn't happened. And so, you know, obviously there's a part of me that's a little shook after the last couple weeks, um, you know, looking at the way UCLA ended, looking at Um, You know, the game against Utah, 13 points and, you know, all the fallout from that with, you know, Leach yelling at the offense after the game about not being tough. And and I'm even more convinced now that he was talking to the offense after listening to Connor Halliday's interview with uh, with the coog talk guys because he talked about you know how mad leach gets when the offense isn't working because it's like it works it's working what are you doing why is it working you know like you must be doing something wrong and so I am sure that he looked at those 13 points as a personal affront you know to his <laughs> yeah. to his coaching um, like nobody ever should be able to hold us to 13 points only we can hold us to 13 points and I, I so I think that's kind of where his attitude is coming from. So I, you know, kind of putting all this together in my head, I'd be really surprised if the offense isn't good. Like I'd be really surprised if we saw another subpar performance from the offense, um, 30 plus points, I think is, is the expectation, whether the defense can hold Arizona state to less than that. You know, I don't know. Um, I think a close game favors Arizona state. I, in fact, it's kind of weird. Like, like I've, I kind of see maybe two scenarios. I see where um, it's a close game and Arizona State wins, or it's a game where we actually win fairly comfortably. Um, particularly if we can get ahead by a couple scores and make Arizona State chase. They are not built to chase. They are built to keep a game close and keep a game close and keep a game close, which is what they do. Um, If we can get them into chase mode in some way, I think there's a chance we could win this by a couple touchdowns. So I see it as a fairly volatile game. Um, that could turn oh, on yeah. some turnovers um, because Arizona state does not turn the ball over. Um, hardly ever. If we can somehow coax a turnover out of them and cash in, that would be huge. And then we just have to make sure not to give their terrible offense a short field with a turnover of our own. So um, I'm going to reverse course from the Q and a, and I'm going to predict a 35, 24 victory for Washington state. My goodness. I know. Right that is i I can't like the doubt has creeped in it has seeped in and you know what i'm just like every bit of evidence we have over the last like four and a half years or so is that they're not going to come out with a third bad performance that even though there's been a little bit of turmoil they're going to get this right and they're going to come out and they're going to be pissed off and they're going to want to win and they're going to want to score. And so, and I think that Arizona State um, is not going to quite be prepared in much the same way we weren't prepared for Utah when that happened. We were not prepared for what Utah brought after losing to USC. I think we're going to see a similar thing on Saturday from the Cougs.
0: Yeah, you know, um, I was looking at my Facebook memories today, and uh, this week is the four year anniversary. Of WSU going on the road and beating Oregon in Eugene mm. and essentially sparking this whole run. Good memory. And uh, what I was thinking was that was coming off a pretty frustrating uh, conference loss. A pretty frustrating start to the to the <laughs> that season. Loss to
1: Cal, you know, some people after that loss to Cal were really down and thinking maybe Leach wasn't the guy for the job.
0: <laughs> Gee, I wonder who that was. <laughs> who would Which, be
1: stupid enough to write that? I there definitely
0: know. isn't a, a an article from 2015 written no. by Jeff Newser that no what one a, should look at. That
1: what a moron.
0: <laughs> but yeah, so continue. Um, but yeah,
1: continue, cause but it's yeah good so
0: I, I'm thinking that, and um, I, it was the week before homecoming. Uh, much as this is. Um, and they just came out, and they obviously didn't come... They started fast against Oregon, but then were down late and came back and won. Um, and we kind of saw the resolve that... A, that was our first hints at the resolve that a leech program has. Yep. Um, and so I'm 100% with you on that. I, I just... I I, I I They can totally prove me wrong on Saturday, but I, I just can't believe that and and I just feel like um the defense will, will be at least marginally better um only because they'll be fired up to prove some people wrong and 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 actually I think Daniel Isom playing cornerback will have a have a have a positive um I do too positive, positive impact probably I think probably the most positive impact of all of them um uh so I yeah I'm I'm riding with it, dude. I'm right. I'm I'm not going an 11 point win like you though. And and yeah, I agree with you. Um Arizona State fa- favors a close game, but I think maybe some of their close game luck uh maybe needs to run out here. Yeah. Um I, and the last time they lost a close game was a couple games ago at home after they got a huge road win over a ranked team. So let's roll with that. Let's go thirty four twenty eight cougs and it. let's get back on track. Uh let's set up the rest of the season um with some positivity going into homecoming. And uh yeah, I I don't know like I, I if we didn't have this bye week between Utah, I can't even imagine what our predictions would look like. <laughs>
1: That's so true. We're just like, you know what? We've talked and I mean a week ago we were just like uh we're doomed, and it's like now we're like, you know what? Fuck that. We're good. Yeah, we're good. Mike Leach is the best. Look, we'll, you'll get it figured out. Yeah,
0: I just, uh but you don't, you don't see them come out and just suck at offense multiple times no. in a row. So no, I just, you don't. Uh, so I, th- I think they're going to put points up. Yeah, uh, they're better than Colorado's offense. Yeah, and Colorado did pretty, yeah, well against yep. Arizona State, especially passing the ball. So yep. um, let's let's sling it. Maybe Borgie will bust one just to screw with them that way, and and uh, yeah, let's get a dang turnover here. Let let's start fast, and yep. uh, let's see the the Cougs um, kind of get upset a number eighteen team, which is always fun. Let let's let's see that happen, um, and hopefully we're not eating crow on Sunday night. So, um, all right, man. Yeah, go Cougs. Go Cougs.